Well, it's time for Talking Puffy Puffcast. Uh, fabulous Adam Richard and punctual Toby Sullivan. Good morning. Sitting in the Scott, Br- Scott Brennan Guatemalan sinkhole chair <laughs> is... <laughs> it's the Puffcast's very own Amanda Locklear. <laughs> <laughs> it's always... Oh, how, how is life as, um, as the spare Puffy? <laughs> The seat is still wet. <laughs> Last time. Uh, yeah, good. I love it so much because I love you guys so much. Do you remember when I was an intern? And what I mean is, <laughs> in the very you fucked early... fucked a bird? No. <laughs> in the very early days of your recording Talking Puffy, yeah. I would just, you'd say, come in and do a little spot at, you know, two in the afternoon. Mm. Yeah. And I'd do my five minutes and then I'd sit here for five hours. <laughs> yeah, you would sit there on Grinder, occasionally <laughs> laughing from the corner. It was really odd. I wouldn't be on Grinder. I'd be on Scruff, thank you. <laughs> See, that, that's what Talking Poofy's all about. It's all about professional development. Yes. Do you realise this is the first time you have ever subbed for Scott? Because you've subbed for Toby in that's Adelaide. True. For a couple of weeks, and you subbed for me. Yes, and comedy this, festival. Yes, and this is the first time you've ever subbed for Scotch. Right, no one is dispensable, you fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get any big ideas. <laughs> Everyone can be subbed. Everyone yeah. can be subbed. The I want to sub. Work. What? Who can sub for me? Um. Oh wow. Time, okay. Wow. <laughs> one time we talked to a whiteboard with a drawing on it, and we claimed it was you. <laughs> Wizards Whiteburn! <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if we were like one of those like old like little river band or something and we just kept getting in so many replacements and it was like none of us and you, like in five years' time none of us are like sitting the here. Like Backman Turner Overdrive. Yeah. And Although all... we would be the Kathleen Turner Overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> Taking care of business. Why would what you should franchise Talking Puffy like Puppetry of the Penis. We should. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I always thought we should have Talking Puffy Juniors. Mm. We've got Valvo and Jaspers and Reese Nicholson. And but, but the way those shows work, though, is that you, like, basically deliver a script and they just do it. There's no creative input from them. So that would involve us writing. That'd be hilarious. Seriously, three <laughs> other faggots could just get drunk and talk shit. The just way do the do. same. Yeah. It's just the same. It's not that hard. I often think that um, our listeners are much funnier than us. Oh, yeah, the letter's hysterical. Yeah, so why am I here? I should be at home listening to this podcast with my feet on the couch. Why, because... am, I, why am I locked in this chamber with you people? <laughs> because we enable you to drink more than you normally would. Correct. <laughs> right, you can hear us be drunk after this. <laughs> so you like show tunes. Doesn't mean you're gay. It just means you're awful. Talk poofy to me. Well, Wes, we're going to do something now that we haven't done in a very long time. Wash. The talking poofy... Update. <laughs> the Talking Puffy News. The Talking Puffy News. We haven't done it for so long. How, no one's got up to date with their current affairs. No one's update about anything. <laughs> it's my pleasure to update everybody. I look forward to updating the nation. <laughs> Strap the ammo to your nose. Here is Toby Sullivan with the Talking Puffy Update. Talking Puffy News on the hour. IT experts are warning of a new threat to computer security in the digital age. The latest danger comes not from Russian hackers or Nigerian scammers, but can be found much closer to home. The security loophole known as leaving Tumblr open when you leave the room has led to thousands of fags being sprung by boyfriends and partners perving on blurry webcam porn, or worse, endlessly favouriting unfunny RuPaul's drag race gifts. (laughs) 
We're not going to do like the project and talk about that now, are we? No, I'll go. (laughs) (laughs) And now to entertainment news. Well, it had to happen after a record run at the top of the charts. Lana Del Rey has finally been bumped off the top spot by an audio recording of paint drying. (laughs) (laughs) The moody songstress is apparently furious, demanding to know from management how she is meant to compete with something that exciting. Management apparently responded that at least the paint starts off wet. The Australian government today announced the next stage of its Asian Century white paper policy. In a controversial move, extending the new regional engagement policy into GLBT affairs. From October next year, anyone listing no Asians on their grinder profiles will be subject to a 12% surcharge on their income tax. (laughs) Announcing the move, Julia Gillard, 51 mask top, said... No offence, but giving racist tax breaks is just not what I'm into. In related news, the government also announced more good tax news for gay men with accelerated depreciation allowances for hair straighteners. <laughs> and finally, news around the country. In Brisbane, belts tighten further as Campbell Newman introduces a user-pays policy for air. <laughs> In Sydney, squabbles over the city's second airport continue, with the cabin crew union proposing the new facility be built in Wallara, including a travelator from the terminal straight to Ark. (laughs) (laughs) And in Hobart, honey, don't even go there. I mean it, don't go there. It's terrible. (laughs) It is a terrible, terrible place. (laughs) Toby, you can't say that. I did breakfast radio there now. Oh, really? Yeah. While you're in there? (laughs) No. No, I do it from Melbourne. Well, thank you. Lucky fucking stars. <laughs> if you think eggs are just for breakfast, think again. Talk Puffy to me. It's time for Dear Talking Puffy. And Toby, is, are we doing the right thing letting Wes read the letter? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know yet either because I'm a cold reading. Like, I haven't read it before yet. Oh, oh okay. Do you know what I mean? Do you want to read it first and then, you know. No, I'll just. Then I'll... we can do a rehearsed reading. <laughs> of we can a... workshop it, maybe apply for some development funding. Yeah, we'll do a rehearsed <laughs> reading of a letter to this stinky podcast about someone's dirty sex life. <laughs> I fucking hate this podcast. <laughs> you, you hate everything that you are involved with, this, though. Your self-loathing, your self-loathing is evident in everything you do. It's the only thing I'm good at. <laughs> well, hating yourself. Oh, it's self-loathing. Oh, Toby, I, I am, love you. I am stunning at it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm I adore Toby. Perfectly aware of... Yeah, and you're not the only one that loathes you, sweetie. Oh, thanks, Wes. <laughs> we loathe you too. What about what about little Andy, who's in love with you? You angry little, little man. man. <laughs> I just feel like I, I could never be angry enough for him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that even your anger is your shortcoming. <laughs> it's not. It's not even really anger. It's just sort of a general testiness. <laughs> oh dear! All right, where's read the letter? <laughs> All right, I'm going to read it the way Toby reads it. Hey, you tired old queens! I need some advice from you. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> So I was hoping some general blah 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 but to feel good about myself. Right. My new boyfriend told me the other day that his shrink told him to let me know that he doesn't want me losing too much weight because he's into chubby guys. Right. I like my personal training and still want to get more fit, but I am also worried I might get too skinny for my boyfriend. What um, to do? Um, That's the essence. 
He wants to lose weight, but the boyfriend doesn't want him to. Yeah. Uh, okay, boyfriend's a feeder. You need to get away from that shit. Uh, <laughs> thanks for writing. <laughs> Look, there. some people are att- attracted to bigger guys. I don't know that you'll necessarily lose that much weight. Like, you might um, bulk up and g- gain a lot of muscle that still makes you a large guy. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like bo- you, you, bones are bones. Yeah. You're going to be as tall and wide as you are. Yeah. Like, just because you lose uh, the bad weight doesn't mean you won't still mm. continue to have bulk. And it may be the kind of bulk that your boyfriend still likes. So, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Don't make an excuse to not lose weight because someone claims their shrink told them to tell you to stay <laughs> fat. <laughs> Yeah, I just think it's it's the same as this, you know, the endless endless fucking discussions we've had about foreskin. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> and boyfriends getting you to cut your foreskin off because they like your dick in without, a, you know, all of that stuff. I think it's it's not about him. No, mm. it's about you. And yeah. if you want to lose weight and be healthy, then bring it. Yeah, do it. I think that's yeah. Full stop. I think you know there is a like it, it's good to be healthy. And yeah, but but do it for yourself rather yeah. than than him, or avoid it for yourself rather than avoiding yeah. it for him. But you know, the the one thing they say when you want to lose weight is the one thing you have to stop doing before you start losing weight is stop making excuses. And this is an excuse mm. to mm. put the brakes on to mm. go. You know what? I'm really tired. It's really hard pushing fucking weights. It's really hard doing cardio. It's really hard resisting pizza. It's really hard saying no to the third pie. It's really hard. Like, all of that stuff is difficult. And finding an emotional excuse to go, oh, well, he won't love me if I'm thin. Well, then fucking maybe he's not the one for you. Maybe there's someone out there who will love you more. Whatever mm. shape you are. Mm. And if he loves you because of your shape, then what does that say about what a shallow asshole he is? If he doesn't <laughs> love you for who you are, it, no matter what size you are, then, yeah. then there's something wrong with him. Mm. And why is his shrink telling him to tell you? Also, do, do you like the sleight of hand, the way he delivered it? My shrink told me to tell you. Yeah, his shrink would never tell Godless. you. I can tell you from, you know, having been to a shrink a number of times, a shrink never says, no, no, you tell your boyfriend. I, I don't think, I think your relationship is so weak that you really should But him also, him, him putting the onus on the shrink. Mm. I don't want to tell you this, but my shrink says I should I tell you. I can't possibly tell you this, but it's I bullshit. Think, I think on this form, they probably got together in one of those my friend thinks you're really cute circumstances. I think this <laughs> schlub is very bad at direct communication <laughs> and doesn't want to own his own statements. There you go. We did this one quick. We're getting better at it. I just, yeah, I don't know. I like. I get. I get that, you know, you feel loved at a certain size. And I have this problem on... An even bigger scale where I think I worry that if I lose weight, that I won't be employable anymore. Yeah, right. Like, no one's going to go, no one's going to know who I am. Like, you know, the fat gay comic. It'll be, you know, the gay comic that used to be fat and now he's a bit, like, like fat is, you know, one of my Yeah, but correct. And it makes complete sense that you would think that way. But there's also the fact that um, you're more likely to live longer. I know. No, I know that that's totally an excuse. And it's not. 
that's not a real thing. That is not an actual thing for me to be concerned about. Like, I know that that's bullshit. And I think this guy is having the same problem by going, I don't think he's going to love me anymore because I'm, I'm, I stopped being fat. What he's doing is going, I have found the perfect way to convince myself to stop going to the gym and sit on the couch and eat fucking family-sized yeah. <laughs> pizza on my own yeah, and watch right. a box set of Grey's Anatomy and still be loved. So, I think, yeah, I think it is actually a gigantic manufactured excuse and his boyfriend's an asshole for doing it to him in the second instance. There you go. There you go. Everyone, be thin and healthy. <laughs> Why are there so many problems in the world, Adam? Why is everything so fucking difficult? If people could just drink their problems away. Why can't they so just bury easier. their problems under a layer of alcoholic haze? I've got a question for Dear Talking Puffy. Dear Talking yes. Puffy, why is my glass fucking empty? Love, Wes. <laughs> You've got the bottle. <laughs> You've got the bottle. That's the problem. Yes. You're self-sabotaging yet again. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's so hard. Do you know what I mean? People who are in relationships. Except people's penises. <laughs> want to be in open relationships. People who are fucking one person want to fuck all the people. And the people who are fat want to be thin. And the people who are thin want, want to be to big. And everything's, you know. You know what it all boils down to? The grass is always greener on the other side. And why can't you just sit and be happy with who you are and what you do? Just correct. Just enjoy your own skin. Yeah. But I mean, that's not a. But well, the corollary is, is that that's not a decision you get to make. No. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to learn to enjoy Mostly your own skin. Mostly, it's your parents' fault that you fucked up. And pretty much everything mitigates against you learning yeah. that lesson. It's very, oh, it's very frustrating. But I think that's something that happens when you when we get to this age where we go, you know what? I've had a pretty good life. You know, these few things shat me. That that was annoying. That person fucking drove me up the wall. Why don't I spend 13 years being their friend? And, you know. Yeah, but they, they would have taught you something. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We learn so much more from the things that shit is than we do from the things that we enjoy. Oh, it's like comedy. You never learn anything from your good gigs. No. It's only the howlers that you walk away going, oh, I mustn't do that no. again. Or yeah. my, maybe I should <laughs> do that again. Reframing is beautiful. Ref- Do you know what I'm talking about? Reframing. Uh, you can tell I went to therapy yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I learned about reframing and mindfulness. Oh, mindfulness. Mind- I have yes. to do mindfulness. It's beautiful. And once, you know, it's hard to get, it, it's basically, you know, living in the now and all that yeah. shit. Yeah, but I was reading something always... in the paper about mindfulness. I didn't quite get uh, it. Well, you, I've never been able to, but it's just about, it's hard work at first, but it's basically about going, you know, instead of, if you're walking to the train station and you're catastrophizing the fact things, that it's not there, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're walking to, say, you're going home from work, you finish work and you're on your way, whether you're in a car, train, whatever, doesn't matter, irrelevant. You're on your way home and you start to get stressed about what's going to happen when you get home. Mm. Mm. Um, what's the fucking point of that? I do. I swear more the more champagne I've had. (laughs) No, what is the point? Yeah, right, right, right. Like as in just deal with that scenario when you get home. Yeah. So now you're on the train, you're in your car, whatever, listen to some music, tune in, just take in what's around you because you can't do a thing and get, Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. It's it's just that kind of simple. It's just hard to train yourself to do. Yeah, deciding what, uh, identifying what you can control. Yes. Also, the more you you blow things up in your head, the, the fucking... 
often they turn out to be nowhere near as horrendous as you thought they were going to be. You know, the, the, the flip side of going back over my, you know, teenage Joe Orton diary yeah. was um, I realised reading through it, right, that at any, every point in my life I've been absolutely panicked about something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've been panicked and furious about something. And what I was panicked and furious about at this time was like my studies at university. Yeah. And um, looking back on that now, I'm just like, well, of course it was going to be fine. Like something was going to happen. Yeah. But I just, reading it, I just had forgotten how much of a knot I had tied myself in about my problems at that particular time. And now 20 years down the track, I can look at it with, in retrospect and just go, well, of course that was always going to be fine. What the fuck were you worried about? Mm. And then the penny dropped and I went, ah, oh, you know all the things you're worried about now? It's yeah. probably going to be fine. Yeah, be fine. exactly. This is just, you're not actually in trouble. This is just who you are as a person. Yeah. You're just a like, fucking panic. And also the other thing I do a lot is... Is, yeah, look back on things and go, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. that well, so that's where reframing comes into it. Reframing so what does is reframing more, mean? Well, it's more looking... I get it when you've dropped a picture and it's smashed <laughs> and you need to take it back to the shop. Just make a mosaic. Um, <laughs> reframing is uh, almost looking and, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm, I've got it. It's a new thing that I'm concept that I'm learning. It's, it's looking at things at the past or things that you've done mm. or a situation that might be coming up and instead you might be thinking negatively about it or worried about it or yeah. going what it's, it's particularly to do with Freaking guilt why did i do that why did i say that last night when i was drunk toby i'm just, why did i hit you you know i know <laughs> that's taking too far uh but you the, know the wounds are healing yeah cuz the abuse is not good um no but it it's where have we gone, by the way? Just, what are we I don't know. We're reframing. Yeah. We're reframing. Yeah, reframing. It's going, um, look at that situation differently. What did I actually say? And if I was drunk and don't remember, still, how bad is it? Like, does anyone really give a shit? Most of the mm. time, people are really only caring yeah. about themselves. Yeah. And that's not such a bad thing. So when you when you were embarrassed for that time, we got up on the stage at the lead and sang a song. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly a scenario that came up in therapy. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I'm not Why kidding. are you so thinking about that? Because I immediately go to the... We'd had a few drinks and we're up at the lead singing. Yeah. I'd been drinking jugs since 6 o'clock. This was 10 p.m. <laughs> I, I, I did catch up. Yeah. No, but, you know, and so I immediately go to the, oh, God, who was in the room? Who was in the room watching me? Did I make a fool of myself? That would have been, you know, if I was staying in the room and this drunk I got him started singing, God, I'd be, you know, I, it's that, these voices go off in my yeah. head. And it's reframing, just going, okay. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone else that's in that room is probably there drunk as well. Mm. And uh, we didn't hurt anyone. Um, and can I also give Toby some context? Yes. We got up and sang a song. At a karaoke night, everyone was fucking singing a song. Everyone was singing a song. I don't know why he had such a problem with it. But exactly. This is... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I went to this place and I was just eating the whole time through the conversation. It was a restaurant. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I showed up and I was. I had this, this dream where I was like... Just showed up in my bathers. It was the beach. <laughs> no, but this is this is the perfect example of reframing because it's not about. It actually is about trying to be. No, I know it sounds stupid. It sounds ridiculous, but it's ex- it's exactly that example. It's going in my head. I wake up and I go, "Oh my god!" I got up on stage and I sang irrelevant karaoke. But and then you go, 
I was a karaoke. Everyone made fools of themselves. <laughs> but in my head, I thought... Do you know what the other thing was? No. Everyone made fools of themselves because they were singing the backing tracks. We got up and sang harmonised a cappella. Do you want to do it now? Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Yeah, that's enough. See... I'm going to wake up tomorrow. So when are the auditions for X Factor? <laughs> when, are we, when are we doing this? We're the, we're the Fagapellas. We're performing <laughs> Thursdays and Fridays at the Greyhound. <laughs> Mint 26. Mint 26. But it's also Mint 26. I love the Fagapellas. That should be a thing. Fagapellas. <laughs> to clarify. I think Ronan could do a lot with you girls. <laughs> to clarify for the non-alcoholic listeners in the <laughs> Vicinity, uh, you are not welcome here. <laughs> Why are you listening? No, basically, it's it's also about if you think about things in the future and you get anxious about it and worried, mm. and in your head, you know, all these things are the worst possible scenario. It's about going, just really getting back to the basic and really getting as logical as you can about the reality of it. Yeah, you have to so show discretion, though. You can't use this as an excuse to be totally irresponsible, absolutely, or foolhardy, mm-hmm. or uh, um, shirk responsibility for terrible things that. that that you've done. Yeah, you yeah. can't. Take, it's about trivial things. You can't take antidepressants for being anxious over not making your mortgage payments because then you'll stop making them and your house will be taken off you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or if you know, like, uh, yeah, you know, um, gosh, my wife's pregnant. Ah, something will happen. I'll work out. We'll, we'll sort it out. Some things need dealing with, but there's a lot of trivial shit that clutters up but your ability a, to deal with the significance. Yeah, stuff. there's a there's there's a difference between actual. But you know what? There's a difference between being concerned about your future and being fucking a panic merchant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I also yeah. really, really want to clarify that we are not therapists. No, we're drunk poofters on a podcast. <laughs> you should not take any <laughs> advice from us whatsoever. <laughs> Probably got the. Listen, I sang wrong. a song with. Out the backing <laughs> at a karaoke night for someone's birthday. I had completely forgotten it was a karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, because you wanted to sing a song all night. <laughs> And I kept going, no, we're not getting up on stage. And then the owner asked us, and it's like, okay. So you were asked to we sing asked at a karaoke to sing night. Happy birthday to the, uh, the oh, owner. Well, owner. No wonder you feel so guilty. And <laughs> <laughs> Wes got all weird about it. <laughs> no, because you know when you're at some oh, party and you some dickhead gets up on stage and sings Stevie Wonder's Happy Birthday. It was not a karaoke just one dickhead, two night. Poofs get up and sing. Well, then your ignominy is halved. You can yeah. just go out and made me do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I um, can't tell you the number of things I've blamed on Adam. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Peter. It was Adam's idea. <laughs> you know what a bully she is. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I just didn't. Yeah, I know. I hate it. Yeah, I know. I know. But I had to be there for him <laughs> until 5 a.m. <laughs> he was really upset and he just kept singing. <laughs> Although, okay. Can I tell you something about Peter, right? Yes. Because since oh, is this going to be another of those things we have to delete? No, no, no. Since, since he started this new job, mm. he's been going out for Friday night drinks. Yeah, you told with me the that. office. Does he want an open relationship? <laughs> <laughs> Even better, he's in. He's learning to enjoy alcohol mm. because because he hasn't drunk. He's, he's on medicine, no. so we can't drink. Yeah. So for like thirty nine years, he's never drunk. But he started drinking this year, so he'll come home on Friday nights quite squiffy. After right. a couple of beers. And, go, and he'll, he said to me on more than one occasion, 
Feels really good. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. understand how five in the morning at the Peel happens do, do, now? Do you understand how, how our Puffcast recordings don't seem to end until Thursday? Do you get Following it? Thursday. Do you get it? And he came home one week, a couple of weeks ago, and, and he said something that just, you know when like your blood runs literally cold and mm. you think, oh no, this is a bridge that I can't uncross. This is Pandora's box has been opened. This has changed everything. Yeah. I... I don't know how to react to this. He comes home and sort of sways in the corridor and looks at me and goes, tequila is really nice. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Oh. Peter, we have a new interest. Oh, he didn't. When he said tequila is really nice, he clearly wasn't drinking the kind of vile shit we drink at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> he was drinking some nice, Something you know. Not, I burped again, sorry. <laughs> thing, however, I have got him to admit in principle that t- drinking tequila is really nice. Drinking tequila is really nice. It is really nice. It's the best thing in the world. Let's go and have one now. <gasps> so as is- soon as we finish this bottle of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your topless cocktail waitress. Please spare us the sight of your sagging tits. Talk poofy to me. Well, the poofcast continues and uh, so does the Grunt Report with Grunty McFuckery. <laughs> Jesus, H. Lee and Michelle, it's been a fucking pleasure while you've all been away. Not to have to hold my breath for the entire time I'm within the circle of stench you entertainment hemorrhoids generate. (laughs) Seriously, I don't even know why I still come in here. If there was even one halfway easier method of reaching the same volume of degenerate drunks who form the wrongans' target market, not to say half of my fucking staff, I'd fucking do it in a heartbeat if I still had one. I am like a dog returning to its vomit. Follow the kind of dog who vomited up gassy shit flaps three at a time. So, woof fucking woof shitheads. Just call me Inspector fucking Rex investigating the mysterious case of why the fuck am I still bothering. Anyway, now that you fuck wafts are back, I'm off. Summer's just around the corner, which as you know is a time of year I look forward to like a three month long episode of Q&A. <laughs> How fucking ever, Pedro's been complaining that I never take him anywhere. Fucking ingrate, I send her to the shops once a week for Winnie Blues and Vinegar for the douche, don't I? So what's her fucking problem? But anyway, nothing's too good for my special princess. This must be how Charles feels when Camilla's thirsty. So me and Pedro are going on fucking holidays next week. Right, so enjoy the grunt report while you can, because after this holiday, you fuckers, the prices they're charging, no doubt I'll have to sell everything I own to pay for it and put fucking ammo on the table by hocking my box out of a tin shed in a mining town. <laughs> As it is, my budget can barely stretch to my original plan, which was a fortnight in the twin room at the Formula One at Tullamarine. <laughs> but Pedro cracked the fucking shits, because apparently holidays are measured by their fucking radius from your lounge room. So fuck it all, construct dimwit that I am. I've allowed myself to be cornered into splurging and going the whole hog. Yep, if you're going to do something like a holiday, do it in grand style. No expense spared. So, you guessed it, Wollongong Travel Lodge it is. (laughs) But I said to Pedro, I will give you the dream, but on one condition. No way am I sharing the driving. Happy holidays, cunts. (laughs) Thanks, Grunty. So glad I'm not going to be there then. <laughs> Why do we keep doing this podcast thing? Why are we still here? I don't because well, no one will stop us. That's well, the thing. That probably is part of it. Do you think if we didn't have access to this studio, we would keep going? I was just going to say, I think that your employers need to stop giving us this wonderful <laughs> studio. Uh, excuse me, you just didn't you spend like a whole season out on the road at a pub? Yeah, that's true. Actually, that is true. We did Curious. it in a fucking taxi cab. <laughs> so I don't think the lack of a studio is going to hold Nothing. us back. 
<laughs> Uncle Wes, what's this lettuce thing? Those kids are not old enough to ask what's this. They will be. Let us think. Well, why are they going back in your timeline to 10 years before they were born? <laughs> because the time, it'll keep, you'll keep harping on about it for the next 10 years and it'll still be on my fucking timeline. That's what I'm talking about. That's why we're nipping it in the letters bud now. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. That's exactly what's going to happen, isn't it? <laughs> to which I reply, as I did previously, shouldn't fuck the letters. <laughs> No, he should. Fucking the lettuce is no, fine. I shouldn't have told you. He shouldn't have, to told, the he shouldn't have confessed. To I was an I. intern. But again, <laughs> <laughs> but again, this is another example of what you've discussed before, which is the Adam Richard Teflon. Right? <laughs> Adam has freely confessed to fucking himself with a toilet brush holder, <laughs> and no one ever talks about that. Why would you bring that up? It was boring. Yeah, it's because we care. <laughs> it's because we care about the. Toilet brush holder. No, be- we don't bring that up because we know that Adam doesn't give a shit. Uh, we're bullies. That's why we keep bringing it up. Yeah. No, I think it's because Wes cares. Like, if Wes didn't care. Right. Like, just... if Wes didn't react in the way that we wanted him to, <laughs> right. which is with indignation and shame and embarrassment, <laughs> which is exactly what we're looking for. Can I just also say, we're talking about you, Adam, because what I mean is this, is you're the one that keeps instigating this flurry of photos... I sent and one photo of a boat <laughs> cut out of a zucchini <laughs> crashing into an no, iceberg lettuce. There's constant comments. It's not just the lettuce, it's the cab drivers. It's the con- It's constant. <laughs> I'm sorry, Wiz, I feel bad when you put it like that. We pick on Toby for the toilet paper, though. Yeah, but I don't because I know Toby doesn't like it. I don't, I, I don't dislike it. I, it just bores me. Because I think that's how I feel a little bit too. Because yeah. to me, it's like perfectly obvious that you ought not to buy toilet paper. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm the sane one. It's you fuckers that are crazy. How does the toilet paper get into your house? It, it, that's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> it just appears. Do you know what else? Do you know what else? Is this thing on? Yeah. Do you know what else that has started happening lately? What? I go to a, a particular Coles in the city, right, and... The woman at the checkout, there's mm-hmm. this particular woman at the checkout who always tries to guess what I'm cooking for dinner from the ingredients oh, that no, I'm buying. that's not appropriate. That is fucking mortifying. And so I know she's just trying to amuse herself because she's bored, but in my mind, she's like judging my dinner. <laughs> she's yeah, like, that's not appropriate. You don't even talk about people's purchases. No. You, you pretend know. it's not happening. Yeah, she looks at the ingredients and, and assesses what I'm going to be making for dinner. What if you're buying, you know, carpet for the fucking, because your toilet stinks? What if you're buying... I'm, I'm sure she would recommend I don't eat that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she would say, you know, Omo forms a more, much more reliable roux. No, but if she's looking at your food, is she also looking at your other personal purchases? I guess purchases? so. guess so. Going, guy must shit a storm in his, <laughs> in his toilet bowl. He's buying 11 bottles of Harpic at once. Gosh. What? I, that's not. When I worked at the bank, and this is something that I think has been lost from the art of customer service, I was told in no uncertain terms, are you to engage with a customer first? You are polite. It's like, hi, how's it going? You know, mm. g'day, how are you? You take the passbook. I know it's that long ago I worked at a bank. You take the passbook. 
passport and you validate it and you give them their money and you check their signature and you do all those things and you politely say goodbye. If they ask you a question, if they say it's a nice day, isn't it? You go, yes, it is quite a nice day, isn't it? You don't, people, you don't engage them because going to the bank, people are very thinking about their money Mm. and they don't want to think that you're a person. Mm. Like this is why ATMs are so popular because they don't want to. I know, I know. If I could buy everything from a vending machine, I would. Mm. I hate engaging in any kind of retail experience. Yeah, same. Because I'm sure they're making judgments on me the whole Mm. time. But no, you need to be polite and friendly up to a point. The point is looking at the groceries. Like as a grocery, someone who puts the groceries through the blip scanner. You need to not acknowledge what everything is that someone's buying. See, that's what I would have thought. Yeah, that's the rules. How young is this urchin? Ah, oh, she's like, you know, human age. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't get a word in edgeways to ask her how old she is because she's too busy giving me fucking risotto recipes. <laughs> Check out counter. Maybe she you might want to think about picking you. up some peas. <gasps> oh my god! Are you, you serious? She's totally there into is you. This what world are you living in? Have you seen me? Yes. I'm right here. It is impossible you for see, anyone. You know what? In her weird, deluded head, she's gone. Oh. He's a very tidy, well-put-together young man. I'm sure he would make a perfect husband. And obviously, he likes to cook. That's a catch. Some women aren't looking for attractive. In fact, women never look for attractive. Women look for security and people that will put the fucking toilet seat down when they're done. That's what they want. The breeders. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she thinks I'm an awesome cook. Yeah. Maybe she thinks I'm an amazing cook, which is untrue. I love how much you're both reading into this. It's like, I just think she's just asking about your food to make conversation. Yeah, she probably does to every cunt that goes in there. Yeah. Yeah, she probably does. What a cunt. Don't shop there. Yeah, I won't. Take that, Coles. <laughs> I'm going to get a cab 5Ks in the other direction. <laughs> you have lost my business. Talk poofy to me.